H, hobbies, E, exercise, R, relaxation, and D, diversion. Things to take your mind off of the stresses and the things going wrong. Welcome to In the Driver's Seat, a podcast on managing financial risk in your grain operation, brought to you by ABM. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of In the Driver's Seat. Uh, my name is Doug Rosa. I'm the co-host of this podcast series, along with Shelby Schweitzer, who is here again. Um, Shelby, how are you? Good, Doug. How are you? I know you just got some snow, so you're probably really ecstatic. Um, I think the snow one's over. It's going to be uh, spring is returning, and um, but where I live in the Great White North, uh, we're not safe till May 15, so we'll see what happens. Mm. So, Shelby, we started this podcast series about two years ago, and really the focus has been on on managing financial risk. You know, the, the profitability is hard thing, um, and, and that's that's really what our focus has been. How do we deal with markets? How do we Put people in a better situation to to more often um, be profitable, but one of the things that goes along with with understanding that is a topic we don't often talk about, and that's the mental health that goes along with farming, and probably a little uncomfortable for people to talk about. But we're going to dive into that a little bit today. Yeah, that's exactly right, and I think what this entire podcast is going to be about and paint a better picture is just mental health awareness and promoting that and just breaking the stigma um, of what it is today. So it's no secret. This is pretty stressful occupation. It's also a very proud occupation. There's a, it's a very noble uh, occupation. People are very proud to be independent. People are very proud to choose this lifestyle, but the stress that goes along with it and, and financial stress is part of it, but there's other factors too. And, uh, yeah, we would like to dive into that a little bit today, and uh, we have a guest with us. So our guest today is Jason Meadows. Jason is a cow-calf operator and also a healthcare professional, and uh, Jason's from Cuba, Missouri. Jason last year started a podcast of his own called Ag State of Mind. Uh, his podcast has been up for a little while and specifically designed to help farm families cope with mental health challenges that are really common in, in, in this way of life in agriculture and, and maybe seldom talked about. So we'd like to welcome the host of the Ag State of Mind podcast, Jason Meadows. Hey guys, thanks for having me on today. I really appreciate the uh, the opportunity to come on and talk to y'all. It is great to have you. Curious, how did you get involved in, in this? How did you get started helping producers and their families and the mental health side of what you're working on? Sure. I uh, Well, obviously, I'm a healthcare professional, and I'm also a cow-calf producer. And I think the biggest thing is I wanted to find a way to kind of bridge the gap between those two worlds. I have, for a while now, probably since I was in college, so going back about 15 years, have struggled with anxiety. And um, over the last probably two or so years, I've really gotten a really pretty good grip on it and found good ways of coping and found myself really wanting to, you know, kind of move that forward or pay it forward to other people who are like me. I found myself really digging into the podcast world and really into ag podcasts, but, you know, the episodes were kind of few and far between. Um, I wanted a podcast where it totally focused on that. And I kind of had one of those epiphanies. Well, if 
nobody's doing it. I mean, it's why, why can't you do it? And, um, you know, here I am today. That was in July of 2019. And, you know, when this comes out, I've been, I've been doing it for 10 months or so. And, uh, yeah, it's been, uh, it's been a really, really cool thing for me to get to the people I care about and, you know, make a difference in the ag community, which is, I think that what I wanted to do the entire time. I think that's so important, Jason. And it's in today's world, especially, um, we were talking before this. And, um, when I had first called and talked to you, you made a comment that really stuck with me and I want to share it with everyone because I think it paints such a great picture. You said you wouldn't fault someone for going to physical therapy. So why would you not do the same for mental health? So can you expand a little bit on that for someone? Yeah, sure. And, you know, I, I like to use any part of the body, you know, any part of our health system, whether it be our heart or our muscles or um, our lungs, you know, any part of our body. Well, obviously, our brain is just as important important of a part of our body as the rest of it. In fact, maybe more important than some of it because it controls all of that. So being able to take care of our mental well-being, our brain health, whatever word you want to use to describe what we're talking about here, it's just, it's just like going and taking your blood pressure, checking your blood pressure every time you go to the doctor's office to make sure that your blood pressure isn't too high or you're at risk for cardiac disease. Being able to self-monitor and have other people hold you accountable for self-monitoring and having somebody to talk to about these types of things is just the same concept, making sure that all is in order with your brain health so it doesn't get too far down the line before there's you know we hear these stories of people committing suicide or um, attempting suicide and nobody had any idea that it was coming well maybe if we did a little bit better job of trying to talk about that a little more some of those may become preventable number one i applaud you for doing this it's not an easy thing to do um it's not an easy thing to admit, even that, you know, if I think for any human being that they struggle and, um, you know, exposing yourself and, and mentioning your issues with anxiety and how you're working with them. Um, I've debated whether I was going to say this on this um, call or not, but uh, I will. Uh, since 2001, I've uh, I've struggled with depression at times, too. And um, it's just not something that you like to talk to. In fact, I don't think I've really told anybody. Um, I, I think a lot of people are that way. A lot of people are, are silently struggling with, you know, little things, you know, mild things here, mild things there. And some people are struggling with much bigger things. Um, but it feels like society, it feels like, uh, let's just stay, say in the farming um, space, that it has been, I don't know, uh, trending the wrong direction, I'll say. It's, it's getting more and more stressful. And I don't know if you have qualitative or quantitative statistics, but are you feeling and, and seeing the same things? And why is that? And what can we do about it? Yeah, 100% I'm feeling that. And I don't, I don't really have statistics in front of me. They are important, but Honestly, statistics mean, and I have always said this, whatever is going on in the world, statistics really mean nothing to the individual. Um, if you're experiencing that, you know, there's no stats that will make you feel better or worse. You know, when you're in that moment that you're struggling and you hear people talk about the struggles that are going on, you know, that's, that's what you can really speak to and the emotions that are coming from that. And yes, I've been hearing so many people talk about the struggles with trade, with consumer producer relations, um, the weather, 
you know, there's so many things and, and in agriculture, there's so much that's out of our control that we have to, you know, we have to sometimes just kind of bite the bullet. And, you know, we've been taught this, just deal with it, suck it up mentality. And, you know, that's forced us to push down a lot of these emotions and push down these negative feelings when, um, you know, you push them down too far. It's kind of like pushing a log in the water. Uh, eventually it's going to come up and it's, the further down deep you push it, the more explosive it's going to come back up to the surface. And that's, that's really kind of the same way with, um, with talking about our mental well-being and our mental health is that we have to address these things and talk about them and get them and get people around us that want to talk about that because it's super important to make sure that that's taken care of. And, you know, hearing all these stories and, you know, as I've started this and talked about this, there's been just an influx of stories of people telling me and, you know, sharing articles with me or sharing anecdotes with me of, of people struggling. And, um, you know, it's really sad. It's a really sad thing that is going on, but, um, I think there are, we're getting more and more people starting to talk about it and that's a good thing. And I think to your point, I think every conversation about it just helps, um, for all of these things that are out of our control, what are some what are some ways we can nourish mental health? So whether it be through social interaction or you know just taking some time for yourself, taking some time with your family, you know what are some healthy habits and ways that people can nourish this mental health? Yeah, so I think a lot of times what happens is. We do things maybe out of tradition or out of habit or, you know, we don't really get to the bottom of the things that we're doing. So what my wife and I did as a couple is we sat down and we wrote down some of our values, our core values, the things that are most important to us. And that's the things that we spend time on, whether it be as a family, as a couple or as individuals. We do the same thing for our farm. And, you know, what's, what are we trying to work on? What will help us get to these goals? And, you know, sitting down and really being very intentional with our time and our money, you know, that will help us make sure we, we take care of what's most important to us and the things that aren't important to us, those go by the wayside. So I think we can really kind of cut the fat a little bit, if you will, when we talk about, you know, whether it be inputs on the farm or, you know, what markets we're trying to choose to hit and, you know, try to make things as easy and low input on ourselves as possible. And I understand when it comes time for plant, when it comes time for harvest, those are time consuming, stressful times, but make sure whenever you're not busy, whenever things do slow down a little bit, that you take some time to, you know, maybe get out and get away from the farm a little bit. Um, take vacations. If, if that's something that's important to you, you know, find something away from the farm that is, is, is really helpful to you to get your mind off of it. You think sometimes it's going to be some profound solution and everybody wants a silver bullet, but um, it's not complex. It's very simple. Um, remove some of the stresses in your life. Find out what what does bother you, and try to eliminate eliminate that. Focus on priorities, and maybe the biggest one. You said it. Ever since I've been around um, ag, maybe it's my generation, um, but I, I do feel, I do feel like this is um, um, an ag thing. It's you know what, suck it up. You know, right now is a good example. We're in the middle of the, you know, the whole COVID thing. And um, guess what farmers are doing? 
they're even more hell bent on, you know what, we're going to feed the world. We're going to get out there. We're going to do our normal things. So, but I would imagine there's some additional stress they're taking on. Um, they don't know how they're going to make money on the crop they're planting to a large extent, but there's a lot of pride and a lot of that, you know, and I'm going to suck it up and do it mentality. And um, I think the tips you just mentioned are, are good ones. So uh, a girl that I don't really know her, I have, I follow her on Twitter. We've had some kind of conversations, but her name is is Josie Rodolfi. I think she's from Illinois, and she has this acronym that puts all these things with, that I'm talking about into perspective, and it's HERD, H-E-R-D. So it stands for H, hobbies, E, exercise, R, relaxation, and D, diversion. Things that take your mind off of the stresses and the things going wrong. And that's going to be different for everybody. But, you know, when you have an acronym like this, I, I, I have to give credit to her for that because that's so helpful to be able to have a mantra for yourself to be able to, to stick to. Shelby, you, you usually lift weights during podcasts and conference calls. You've got the E, you've got the E component uh, covered there, but uh, I joke about it, but I mean, we sit at our desks all day. Um, I, I know that's unlike a lot of farmers who are on the move, but um, I, I think those are great tips. And a little acronym like that, something will stick with someone. You know, it's just one piece uh, to recovery, or I shouldn't say recovery. I think what you said earlier is you get a grip on it, right? Yeah. So you get a grip on how you feel and you get a pattern going that that makes you feel better more often mm-hmm. and, and bad less often. And all of a sudden you you can cope with things that sometimes seem, you know, overwhelming. And I think you make a really interesting point there in that there's no really cure for this, just like there's not a really a quote unquote cure for heart disease or a cure for diabetes. You have to manage them. You know, you manage them, whether it be with diet, exercise, medication, whatever it may be. You don't all of a sudden wake up one day and not have diabetes. You know, that's just the same way with anxiety or depression. Um, but you can manage them. And there are different degrees of management and different methods of managing it. And I think that's really important for people to know. So all great stuff. Suicide is a part of this. Um, I think there's a lot of uh, work to be done before we get to that. But uh, can you at least uh, mention a few symptoms or things to watch for people who might have pushed it down, like you say, so far, and it comes boiling back up really quick? Are there any uh, telltale signs uh, of people when they need help that that you've seen or come across? Yeah, I, and it's going to be different for anyone, but I think any kind of change from normal is is really something to pay attention to are they sleeping more or less are they out of their normal routine are they eating more or less are you know what's their mood been like you know just any change from normal and i think it takes people who know them the best to really try and pay attention to the things that they are doing and you know if there's any diversion from the norm you know that's the easiest advice because it's different for everyone you know but the easiest advice i can that I have found is just any diversion from normal. So Jason, if you're someone who maybe thinks that, you know, there's, there's no way out or there's no one there for you or in your corner. um, I think this podcast is a, is a really good example of how many people are out there that are experiencing the same thing. And there are so many resources that are available. So I guess from that perspective, what advice or what resources are there just at your fingertips today? So first of all, if you think there's no way out and you think nobody cares about you, 
there is, there's absolutely somebody who cares about you, you know, so find someone that you care about yourself and reach out to them when you are feeling that way, because I will guarantee they will do anything they can to bring you back to normal or try to at least, and, you know, help you in any way they know how. So that's my first thing is make sure you have someone that you trust and care about. Um, as far as resources are concerned, there are lots of resources available and thankfully they're not very well known, not very well broadcast. Um, we're doing a little bit better job of that, but I th- still think we need to do more things like this where we're talking about it more. And the places I like to always send people, there's, there's a few different places always off the top of my head that I talk about. And, uh, first place is farmcounseling.org. Um, that's one that is specifically for farmers. Um, that's a great place. They have a list of so many resources to be able to talk to or, you know, or read or, you know, just kind of make people know that they're not alone. Um, another place I always like to, I always like to mention is the Do More Agriculture Foundation. Um, they are actually based in Canada. They, uh, they're a charity based in Canada and their focus is on mental health and agriculture. And, you know, they have, so many videos and stories and trainings and all of these great resources for people to, you know, kind of make it real, kind of make it solely um, feel a, that they're speaking to people in agriculture. And that is wonderful. It's such a great resource. And they are a very big influence for the work that I've tried to do. Um, and the last person I always try to mention and, and point people towards is a, a man by the name of Dr. Val Farmer. Um, Dr. Val Farmer has been a huge influence, uh, mentor to me and a friend. He has a website that it's valfarmer.com where it has all of his old articles and ways that he has advised people to to cope with this really real life stories. I mean, if you can go look at it now, there's probably a hundred plus articles that he's written and it's not just on mental health. It's on family issues, on alcoholism, on losing the farm, just so many great, great just things. Cause there's so many layers to this, this, this topic that we're talking about. And um, I feel like Dr. Farmer has just a wonderful comprehensive backlog of articles and issues there that uh, he's, he's made available. So for everybody that's listening on here, um, I challenged myself today to uh, mention what I did earlier that I'm not immune to this. Um, Jason has as well, but I come from the suck it up generation. Um, if you're if you're in that place, man, I, I think Jason's advice is good. Just tell a friend. Um, you'd be amazed. You, your friend might just tell you uh, about their about their struggles as well. Um, but tell somebody and uh, don't be ashamed of it. But don't just bury it. This one hits close to home for me. Um, I know a lot of people that that struggle in different ways, and uh, lots of times you don't see it. So. My encouragement is do something. Just talking sometimes makes uh, makes you feel a lot better. So, Jason, I can't thank you enough for being our guest today. Uh, again, I applaud the efforts you're making to make a difference. That's what we hope this podcast does. It's a little outside of our comfort zone, to be honest, but uh, we genuinely care, and we hope in some small way that helps you all take the steps that you need to take to uh, improve your lives. Well, I thank you guys for the opportunity to to come on here and talk about it because, you know, it's something that obviously I'm very passionate about. It's very close to my heart and um, I want to be able to reach as many people as possible. So, uh, yeah, that it's I'm very honored that you all asked me to be here today. 
So we'll put that up, right? Shelby, we'll put up the hotlines and Jason's podcast on our website along with this podcast so people can find those references. Is that right? Yep. So we'll put everything that you just mentioned, Jason, we'll put it there nicely. Um, we'll also put your podcast and your Twitter. The uh, My podcast is Ag State of Mind. That's the name of the podcast. That's the name of the blog. You can find all that. I'm sure you'll link it in the show notes. Ag State of Mind. That's a pretty good one. Um, uh, how long did it take you to come up with that? And you know, what's funny is I thought of it as a temporary name at first. But then uh, more people I talked to, they really, really liked it. And yeah, it just kind of stuck. I'll keep it short and sweet here. But Jason, thank you so much again. I know this is sometimes not easy to talk about and it can be a little uncomfortable. But honestly, just talking about it, having conversations and knowing that people do care and you are important. I want everyone to know that who may be struggling with this. Thank you, everyone, for joining this episode, episode, I think, 30 of the podcast series. Um, Thank you for joining this. A little bit of a a different spin this time, but let us know, too. Um, Did we hit home with you or are there other topics that you would like to hear about? We welcome all of those comments. Jason, thank you again. And everybody have a great spring season, a great growing season, and uh, take care of yourselves. This has been In the Driver's Seat, brought to you by ABM. To learn more about managing financial risk in your grain operation, talk to your local ADM representative or go to admadvantage.com.